Hi, babes. Welcome to the Zeta Lash Podcast. I'm Michaela. And I'm Tyson. And we are your host. This is our new lash podcast. Whether you're a beginner lash artist or an advanced artist, you will benefit from this podcast. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about everything you need to know about lashing, business, lifestyle, and just fun different topics that we want to talk about. So in today's episode, we're going to be covering how Kayla started her lash business and how you guys can too, or if you already have a lash business, how you can progress further in it. We're just going to be sharing a little bit about our story and kind of where we came from and how we got to where we are. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Why don't you tell them a little bit about like what you were doing before lashing? So like when when I met Kayla, I met her back when I was going to college up in northern Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, out in Orem. It was actually my first day there. And at the time, she was working at a little soda shop called Swig. There's a bunch, I don't know. Oh, you, they're all over yeah, Utah. If you've ever been to Utah, you'll know what Swig is. But she worked at a soda shop and then she was also working at Beaches. Yeah, it's at a beaches. tanning salon. Um, yeah, I was, oh my gosh, doing those two jobs. At the time, I uh, couldn't drive. I got my license taken away because I got in trouble by the we law. We won't go into too we much We won't go detail. into detail. Yeah, it's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's just say I, so I couldn't drive. So I had to take like the bus and Tyson would drive me around everywhere because I like literally could not drive. Yeah. Um, but I would have shifts starting at like six in the morning and I would have to like <laughs> go on this bus at four in the morning. And it was so scary because there was like all these homeless, and I was just this young little or eighteen year old. Yeah, yeah, I almost said seventeen, but eighteen year old. And yeah, that that is in my life. It was a really hard time in my life because I was so lost, and I knew I needed to do something different. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess that's kind of when I realized like something has to change because I couldn't continue of like what I was doing long term. Yeah, but it was good. Like you were working super hard. Right. You knew you wanted to do something different. You just didn't really know what it was. Yeah. And then fast forward a couple years later, like two years later, we ended up moving to Idaho. Yep. And that's kind of where you decided you wanted to start lashing. Why Why did you choose that? How did you get there? You know, kind of what was the thought process behind doing that? Yeah. So I started lashing in 2017. It was about a year after I graduated high school. And my whole... My whole plan was to go to the cosmetology school um, right out of, right out of high school. Um, plans changed because, like I said, um, there were some things I got in trouble with it, with the law, which is so funny because, like, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't like feel if- like I come off like rebellious, but like I always bend the rules. Definitely growing up. Um, so my whole plan was to go to cosmetology school, um, but the problem was is that. I seriously couldn't, or I couldn't drive. So that kind of enabled me to start beauty school. And so I just had to work, save up money. And then I met Tyson throughout that process, which we were just talking about. And then we moved to Boise. So that is when I was like, you know what? I do want to take this whole beauty school thing seriously. But I also had like no money saved. I literally left my two jobs. Everyone I knew, everyone I knew, literally everything I grew up with, and just left. I started completely fresh, had a completely new start, um, which was kind of refreshing because I felt like I needed to do something that drastic in order for me to like decide I need change and like yeah. just completely restart. 
in life. So yeah, that is when I discovered lashing. Kind of came out of nowhere. So let's think. So it was, wasn't it one of your friends you grew up with? Yeah. So there was a, a girl. She, I never really went to my school, but I knew who she was yeah. through like mutual friends. And I remember she had like started lashing and she was posting about lashing. I didn't even know what it was at the time, but I think I had showed you and I was like, yeah. oh, this girl, she, I said that she was offering like some training and it was like relatively affordable at the time. Yeah. It was like what? 400 bucks. I think it was like $400. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> now as I think back at it, it was like definitely not a training like no. at all. It was literally like, okay, I'm going to buy you a lash table, some supplies and like here, here you go. Good luck. She yeah. was doing, I remember, I remember she sent you like a whole list of random stuff. Yes. And it was like, Hey, here's the lash supplies you need to buy. Um, it's like 400 bucks. Yeah. And you were like, I think I want to do it. I don't really oh, know. Oh, we were so broke. We, we had no money. Yeah. We had no money. We so were like both four, unemployed. Like $400 was like a lot. Like I, had. yeah, we were so, more. <laughs> I know it was like such a money. risk. Yeah. I know. I think I had to borrow like $200 from my dad because it was like such a risk. Like to take at the time, which is so crazy to think about. No. Yeah. And like, I didn't have a job. Like I moved to Idaho with, like, I literally had no plan. Yeah. So anyways, you ended up taking the course. I took the course. Um, it was, oh my gosh. It was literally, I was like so scared to do lashes ever again after that. I showed up to her house and she's such a sweet girl. And like, the thing is with Idaho, there's no regulations. So it's kind of scary at yeah. least six years ago, it was like people who learned on YouTube. Like, I honestly think she wasn't ever like a licensed esthetician. I don't know if she is now. I, I'm sure she is she now, now yeah, you yeah. know, but, um, yeah, so there's no regulations in Idaho. So you can take a certification first before you like get any licensing. Yeah. Um, so there was like a lot of people who like girls who just learned on YouTube or just like, you know, figured it just out. Winging it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the situation that I was put in. Um, I just trusted her with my whole life and I was like, you know what? I need, I need income. So I showed up. Yeah. She just had a table for me and some supplies and she was like, all right. She brought my model like in 30 minutes after I met her house. And I just like went for it. Was it just in a bedroom or where was it? So it was like in this, yeah, it was like in a little bedroom. It was a small room. She was doing a client when I was lashing my client and it was so overwhelming. I literally was like, so you literally got there. Did she show you anything or were you just on your own? No, I literally was fully on my own, fully on my own. So were you fanning or was it just classic? So it was just a classic course. So I actually didn't do, um, volume lashes, honestly, for like probably the first six months of my lashing journey. So I just, it was just a classic, classic learning experience. I wouldn't even call it a course. Yeah. Um, so let's just say my education when I first started was not there, like no, very self-taught. Let's just say that, um, I would YouTube so much videos on isolation placement. Like I pretty much learned nothing, unfortunately at the beginning, at the beginning, like at my very first experience, it was just like so overwhelming because I just was like, Oh my gosh. Like that was so, so hard. That was so scary. Like when you got done with the training, were you like, I can do this? Or were you like, you know what? I don't know if this is for me. Oh no. Or... I was completely questioning what I just did. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely. And you had just spent 400 bucks, which is all you had. So yeah. you're probably like, I have to do this. Yeah. I was kind of like pushed up against a wall and I was like, well, this is my only option. Like I was, I was determined to get good. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I kind of did it the wrong way. I am the type of person where if I don't know so, something, like usually, you know, people ask for help or get like mentorship and take more like courses and like 
get that going. I figured everything out myself. I would YouTube things. I would continue to practice. I would just practice, practice, practice. I think I did free models like for the first month. Like I think I was doing two models a day. Like I just reached out to girls that were like in high school. We lived in a pretty wealthy area yep. because we were just staying at Tyson's parents' house yep. at the time. And so pretty much I was just reaching out to all these little high school students who had rich parents who would pay for the – or, well, these ones were um, free. They yeah. were free models. But the eventually beginning. they came back yep. because I was like, I just need practice. So when you got started, I think I remember you were just doing like the first, what, maybe five or ten were just like free? Yeah. But you it was just like messaging girls like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a new lash artist, you know, yep. get started. Yeah. So with that, because I had no friends, I knew absolutely no one when I moved to Boise. Yeah. I had to completely build a clientele, but not also like I knew nobody in the community. Right. So I, I reached out to every single person. Um, I would just do like hashtags on Instagram. I started my Instagram and I would like do like um, lash artists in Meridian, Idaho. And so everyone who um, like liked those girls' pictures who were doing lashes um, or were like tagged in some posts, I would go and reach out and message those specific girls. Like I was literally like stealing clients. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I was kind of, like, forced to because I knew those girls were specifically, like, interested in getting lash extensions. Um, And I would do, like, classic lash – people who were doing classic lashes, I would would reach out to those girls who were, like, um, engaging in those posts. Yeah. I even remember, like, once you got going. Yeah. Because, like she said, in the beginning she was doing – it was pretty much all high school girls. Like, like 90% of your clientele was high school girls. Yeah. And just because – Right next to my house, there was like multiple high schools. Yeah, and it was that's like great. she was saying in a decently wealthy area. And so once you had done like three or four of the high school girls, they ended up telling their friends who told yeah. their friends who told their friends. Right. And before you knew it, like fast forward, what it was like maybe a year, year and a half, yeah. you had like a total of like 300 clients. Oh, I, you, you guys, I was, I didn't stop working. Yeah. But I, I, I had to, like, it was at that position where I was doing so many sets, but it gave me so much practice. Mm -hmm. And if I can suggest anyone who is like starting out, whether you're just getting started in your last journey, whether you're just bought a course, we do online courses and a lot of our students are just getting started. Um, probably like 85% of our students, um, are like completely beginners. Um, so just taking as many, clients as possible for your practice. It seriously, like those people, if you give them a good experience and just let them know, Hey, I am a beginner. I'm going to be a little bit slower. Um, which is good because they know like, okay, you're trying, I'm trying and taking my time. It's not like I'm just slapping glue all over them. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. They're probably like you're learning. Right. So like, sure. I definitely had situations where I ruined people's lashes. Yeah. Like little mistakes or like I use too much glue or like I, had lashes stick together. So like, it's going to happen. Um, obviously practicing on, on a mannequin head first. I did that like so many hours. Um, and we have a, we have a lot of girls even in our courses now who will message us after like their first time trying and they'll be like super discouraged. Like I can't get my lashes to stick or this isn't working or I can't Mm -hmm. do this. And it's definitely, I, I've, I've done a little bit of lashing. Like Tyson's definitely not dabbled. a lash artist, yeah. but because we own a, a product line, I've had to learn or like right. testing tweezers and stuff. And lashing is not easy. No, it's but, definitely not. Yeah. But like with anything, the more you practice, you're oh, going to totally. get better. So like 
a lot of people will take like online courses or expect to show up to like a two day or three day or even a five day training and leave there, you know, just knowing everything and like, I'm going to start my business today right. and it's going to be booming. And that's just typically not how it works. Like anything good worth having is going to take a lot of practice. practice. And so like in the beginning, you definitely didn't have the proper training no. by any means, no. but like she just put herself out there and worked really, really hard and was practicing all the time. And like she said, she was studying different YouTube videos and trying right. to learn. And then you actually ended up taking a course. Was it local? Yeah. So then probably about six months after, um, I felt a lot better. I mean, definitely self-taught myself classics. Yeah. Um, I felt better, at least more confident in my skill that I, everything I didn't know, I definitely had a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Um, but I decided because a lot of my clients were wanting more full looks and I was like, okay, the problem is, is I, I couldn't give it to them at the time. So I didn't want to lose clients. So I was like, all right, Another situation where I'm going to have to take the next step and yeah. learn volume lashes. And honestly, this is when everything changed for me. Everything in my business just was uphill from here. So, yeah, I took a volume course. Oh, one thing I was going to say yeah. before we get into this, um, reaching out. Okay, like. I have a lot of people who I've done in-person trainings with or like on our online who ask questions like, how do you just expect people to come to you? And that is actually like the wrong mindset to have, especially if you're like a beginner lash artist. Yeah. You can't expect anyone to come to you if they don't know you're a lash artist. Yeah. So I think like for me, I was forced to reach out to people. I had no clue who these girls were, yeah. but I was completely forced to just reach out and be like, hi, Michaela, I just moved here from Utah. I'm a new lash artist in the industry or in the area. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like they weren't going to come to me no. unless someone told them about me. Yeah. So don't ever be afraid to like reach out to your potential clients, especially if they're already engaging in like lash artists pictures, or if they're getting lash like lash extensions from other lash artists in the area. So I was just going to say reaching out to people. Yeah, for sure. And that goes along with like whether you're starting a product line, oh, yeah. whether you are just starting lashing or any really business that you have. I feel like there's a lot of people who reach out to us or even oh, us yeah. in the beginning, like when we started her, our product line or we started like different business ventures that we've done in the past. Like I remember there was a business venture that I started a while back and it was a, a specific, I was selling ties. I was selling ties yeah, online. Like neck ties. And um, I remember I got these ties. I got the product line set up. I got the website set up mm -hmm. and I was like, all right, this business is just going to boom, right? Because I have a, a sweet product. So I get all this stuff and I made like a couple sales, but I was like, well, people aren't just like running to my website. Like, why no, not? no one knew you that know, you were selling Nobody knew ties. I was selling ties. Yeah. And that goes along with like marketing, advertising yourself. Yep reaching out, being proactive, you know, you got to take steps oh, to totally. grow your business and it's not going to happen overnight and it takes time. But like you said, like just putting in the effort, reaching yeah. out to people, you know, making posts, using mm -hmm. hashtags, you know, being proactive, you're able right. to slowly grow your clientele. And then I think you even, did you do a referral? Like a referral I did a program? referral program. So it was like, um, refer someone, you know, they get like a percentage off like five to $10 yeah. or like 
come five times, your next yep. fill's free. And I remember that worked really well yeah. with like the high school girls. Cause yes. like, my friend told me about you. Yep. And, no, that's you know, seriously whatever. how I, I had a really good clientele in Boise. Yeah. Like I was, I don't know how I was actually doing this. I do not, I can't even do over four <laughs> these days. I'm like, my back is freaking broken. Yeah. Um, but I was doing like nine a day. Remember I literally, that's all I did. Yeah. No, I know. That's all I did. Yeah. You were doing so many at the time. Yeah. And, um, with that being said, like leading into like when I started um, volume lashes is when like everything changed for me. Um, so yeah, with my first volume online or sorry, my first volume course, not online, it was actually in person. It was in Idaho. Yep. Um, kind of similar situation, a lot better. Um, it was like a legit lash artist. She was a licensed, I think she was an esthetician. Yeah. Um, but it was very, a very unique um or like learning experience it was similar in my first experience of like all right let's see how this goes yeah i had about two hours to practice the new skill of fanning lashes and then um i was like all right here's your model so i don't know why i got completely screwed over on like my first year of learning right i feel like i did so much like self taught like, yeah, like self-learning I, I, and self-learning research, research. And, I did a lot of research yeah. because I had to, right? Yeah. But I also um, didn't invest, like, in the right – because I was, like, trying to find the cheapest way. Yeah. I was trying to, trying to find the cheapest way and, like, yeah. most convenient. And sometimes, honestly, it's like what they say, you get what you pay for. For sure. And not like these people weren't – like knowledgeable, like they knew at least like how to apply lash extensions, like little basic things. It was but... the bare minimum. Yeah. And, um, so I did learn volume lashes. So, um, which is so crazy to think about. So I knew nothing about like product knowledge, like no, literally I used, so there's like a, a pickup tweezer for your volume lashing. So that's where you're like picking up your fans with. And then, then there's obviously like your isolation tweezer. Yep. So like, Okay, it's, like, funny to think back to that because it's, like, oh, common sense. But it's, like, no, I literally had no idea. I didn't know the difference. Nobody taught you anything. Nobody taught me. Yeah. Um, so, like, I knew, like, obviously this one, this hand I'm going to be picking up, this hand I'm going to be – I was, like, but I didn't understand that there's, like, two different types of tweezers yeah. you use. Okay, so I was using – you know how we sell, like, our straight isolation? Yeah. I was using a straight isolation tweezer to pick up, to pick up and oh, make gosh. a fan. Oh, gosh. So I literally learned literally the hardest way possible. Like, I used a straight tweezer to fan my lashes. And it was a very interesting way I learned. I've, like, never used it again. So, you know, like a a lash strip, like the foil on the back and everything. You wrapped it around your finger. I remember. And I would, like, pull the lashes off my finger. And then, like, because it was wrapped around, like, it would automatically fan. And I would just, like, pull it off. (laughs) Like, it's so weird to think back because I was like... And this is what she taught you? Yes. That's what she taught me. That's crazy. And I have literally never used it since. Yeah. Like, I, I think after that, I did that for maybe like two months. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I don't I don't think I like this. This isn't working. And so that, that's when I started pinching. And I yeah. learned that self-taught. Just, yeah. I got so obsessed with... Um, like, watching videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very visual, visual learner. Yeah. So I practice pinching like for hours hours and hours yeah and i got really good at it and that's probably like my main way of method now method Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well that's that's crazy to think back back. yeah yeah 
No. So it's definitely like the whole point of this, at least like at least my first year in my journey is like invest in yourself in the right education because it'll save you a lot of time. I wish I could go back. I probably could have saved so much time because I felt like I had to figure this out all myself. And I was still, even when I took my volume course, like I, it wasn't like I was popping off. Like, it's not like I was like rolling in the, I mean, sure. I was definitely seeing a lot of money, like, you know, starting out, but I was like charging anywhere from like 20, I think it was charging like $25 a fill for classics. Um, and then for volume, I was charging like 45. Yeah. Um, so at the time, like it was more money than I've ever seen. Like, and you were making it swig like swig or, or beaches. Yeah. yeah. So it was definitely like exciting, but pretty much investing in the right education and courses for you, whether that's online or in person, is going to be super beneficial and save you a lot of time. And you don't have to always figure things out yeah. yourself. Yep. And that's the thing too. Like, we offer both in person training mm-hmm. here in St. George, yep. directly one on one with Kayla. Yep. And we also have um, our online courses. But yeah. the difference between like our online courses and some other online courses is it is our online courses can take anywhere from what, like two days Up to, to like a, month. a month. It really just depends, like to finish, mm-hmm. depends on how much time you have to devote to it. Right. Um, you know, there's homework involved and stuff. But on yep. top of that, we don't just send you the course and just leave you high and dry. Like, hey, good no. luck. We have we have a support group. Yeah. Me and Kayla are always in there Mentorship. answering questions. Oh yeah, we have a, an amazing Facebook group yep. that's super supportive. And if there's and if specific girls need help, we offer one-on-one Zoom stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. if you are looking for more education or training, mm-hmm. we're more than happy to help you out. Yeah, we have a classic, we have a volume, and then a combo online course. So it's just pretty much like a two-in-one course, which yep. is super optional. Yep. Super awesome option yep. for lash artists. Yep. But um, fast forwarding, yeah. so you get done with your first year, and then we had decided that we were probably potentially going to be moving to Utah. We didn't yeah. know when. Yep. We didn't know if it was going to happen, but it was an idea. And Kayla was so invested in lashing. She had built an amazing clientele, and we were yep, like, hey, we don't know if the regulations here are going to change or not, or yep. if you weren't going to be able to lash anymore, yeah. or if you were going to need a license. So we were like, you know what? This is worth getting you know a license yeah and so she ended up she ended up going to school yeah it was like what november yeah it was november of 2018 something like that yeah i think yeah 2018 and i graduated yeah yeah so i um enrolled into an aesthetics program in meridian idaho um it was called premier aesthetics and um yeah it took me about let's see nine ish months Mm -hmm. it was just a basic so um like a basic program there's like a master or basic um so it's just a basic 600 hour i learned nothing about lashing but i learned everything about skin waxing um and got a piece you of paper. guys touched on lashing, but it was super brief. Very brief. And I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how a lot of these aesthetic so, schools yep. are. Is totally. like you'll go to, which makes us feel bad because a lot of these like up and coming lash artists or people who want to be lash artists are like, I'm going to go to aesthetic school I'm and learn, learn lashing, and yep. I'm just going to get started. It's going to be that's sweet. Exactly what happened. And then they go to school. They spend ten thousand, twenty thousand oh, dollars. Yeah, some of them can be pretty expensive, yep. and then they get no education. And then they're left high and dry and like, okay, what do we do next? And right. that's why we ended up putting together our courses and stuff like that. But Absolutely. yeah, it's crazy. You didn't really learn lashing. Yeah. I was super excited because because of the lack of um, education I got with just like my little certifications. Um, I was super excited 
to enroll into an aesthetics program because I was like, finally, something legit. I'm going to be learning everything about lashing like the right way. And it was, yeah. I was super excited because a lot of lash artists in the Boise area were also going to be going to school at the same time. I think everyone had this moment of like, all right, I think it's time to actually take this more seriously. Yeah. So there was probably like 12 lash artists like that I was like friends with. Yeah. Um, that we're going to be enrolling. So I was like excited. I was like, oh my gosh, we're all going to learn so much. It's going to be so great for all of us. And like, not like it was like a bad experience, but I, I learned nothing about lashing. Like my lashing skills stayed the same. Yeah. So it was like the whole time because I was in school from, let's say, I think it started like 7.30 a.m. I would sometimes stay later to like 4 p.m. just to get those extra hours. But then from like 5 to like 10 p.m. I would take clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like my skills didn't really necessarily improve. They really just stayed the same because I was You're just so busy. I was so busy. Yeah. I just didn't have like the time to really like um, further my education and, you know, get better and improve my skills. I didn't have that much time to practice new like methods or like mapping or practice like my isolated isolation or understand product knowledge more. And I, I was disappointed because I was hoping I could learn in school. Um, with that, I have a lot of people I've trained in person who feel the exact same way that I did. They like go to school in hopes to learn so much about lashing and it's like the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. So like we were super happy that we were able to help lash artists and like really understand like product knowledge and like diameters and lengths and glue usage and, um, you know, Lash yeah. wrapping, crystallize. There's so much that goes into lashing. Um, it's not just like you can cover the bare minimum mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, if you are going to be, you know, spending all this money to get the license, yeah. you're going to have to also do continued education. Yeah. Um, it's just how it is. The schooling, unfortunately, just doesn't have like... At least where I live, you know, Utah and Idaho, some like schools may maybe some good. schools yeah. do have like a really good education system for their school. Yeah. But a lot of the people I've talked to or have like um, met have the same experience as yep. me. And it's just like that education isn't there. Yeah. But another cool thing was like when you were going to school, you ended up making a lot of friends yeah. who are lash artists now yeah. and who actually have product lines that are pretty well known yeah. to like. Mm-hmm. My Brand Lashes, if you guys ever heard of My Brand Lashes, yep. it's now owned by Gretchen. Gretchen, yeah, Gretchen and David. I went to school with. Yeah, so I went to school with Gretchen and, not David, <laughs> David is not at school. Yeah. I went to school with Gretchen and she's awesome. She owns My Brand Lashes now. And yeah, we, we were. doing super awesome. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's totally, yeah. it's so cool to see their growth and like yeah. everything. She's amazing. And we actually are both Leos and have the same birthday, which is so crazy. So we're like. I mean, similar in that way. I love that all girls are like, what's your sign? What's your sign? Yeah. yeah. Definitely like boss babes. So she's awesome. I love Gretchen. But yeah, it's super cool to like have those experiences of like-minded people and like meet those type of people yep. because everyone I went to school with, like Cheeky Beauty Bar, she is um, a Lash Box LA like... I think ambassador something. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I feel like I've had all these like amazing connections in school. So like that was definitely worth it. And like everyone I went with was so um, like ambitious. Like they had like these massive goals, yeah. which was super motivating for at least me. Cause I was like, all right, if she can do it, yeah. I can do it. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like if any of you out there watching this are wanting to become a lash artist yeah. and your state requires to have a cosmetology or esthetician mm-hmm. license, just know that 
You may not receive the lash education you need, but it is worth it in the long run. Like the connection, because yeah. With all the legal stuff, you don't want to run into any problems with the no. state, or you know, you really want to be following those regulations. So whether it's ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars, like with lashing, you're it. gonna make that back, and, and it's like, worth it if you do it right. But I would advise investing into maybe an online course that's cheaper or something, Mm -hmm. not cheaper, but cheaper than going to school to figure out if lashing is something you're even interested in before you go and spend the $10,000 or $15,000 to -hmm. go to school. So maybe pick, maybe, you know, order something online or a kit, practice on a mannequin head, see if it's something you enjoy because, you know, lashing isn't for everybody. No. It's it's better you find that out early, earlier than later. Right. So, but- at least for me, that's kind of what I did. It was like, I was glad I was able to take the certification first only because I knew that I liked lashing. Yeah. Um, and I knew obviously I'm going to have to be taking like a, um, enroll into a program for like a license. Um, but with that, it did allow me to decide whether or not I wanted to take lashing seriously because most people it's like, no, you have to get a license first. So they, they get enrolled, but then they're like, Oh, do I even like lashing? So then it's like, then they usually bounce back to like skin or waxing. So I've always been a lashing girl. I never offered skin. I never offered, um, like waxing. waxing. No, I've always done lashes. So I was, just because that's what you like. Yeah. Comfortable with Mm -hmm. you've done, you've done it in school and you were doing it on me for a little bit, like waxing and stuff. And you actually have offered waxing in the past, like brow, little brow waxes. Yeah. Not like body waxing. No. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward again, you finish school, you continue lashing in Boise, and then me and you decide, you know, that we want to move up here to St. George, Utah, which we'd been wanting to move to Utah for a while, but I don't know where it was like, hey, why don't we go see what Utah is all about? And so we ended up taking a trip up here for like, it's like a week, week and a half maybe. Her dad ended up moving this way. And so we stayed at his house. We went to like a little fitness retreat up here and Mm -hmm. I really liked it and she really liked it. It's a lot hotter here. Oh my gosh! In Boise, like summers are good up to like one thirteen. Some days one sixteen. But oh, how we ended up in the desert. Yeah, but the benefit is like I can golf all year round. Yeah, <laughs> which is a nice. golfer. He, so yeah, we really luxury life. Yeah, we really like it down here. But anyways, we moved down here, and then you have no clientele down here. We know literally nobody. No one. We have no friends. Nope. No connections. Right. So then you end up kind of. She ends up working at a little salon mm-hmm. um, for probably like what three six months. What was it? Yeah, Beauty it was Mark? about. Yeah, I was at Beauty Mark. It was about six months, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so she worked here for like six months, and she had to re re go through that whole process of like building a clientele, yep. doing the Instagram thing, reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. I don't really know because I was busy kind of doing my own thing too. So like, I don't really know exactly how you were getting clients. Yeah. I just remember you were doing it really well. What what did you do? Or like, did you, so you know, was it different? So kind of same thing yeah. because I've been in these situations where it's like, because I know no one, I was the one reaching out yep. and um, with all like my posts, posts, um, yeah. like on Instagram or Facebook, I would do like local hashtags of St. George, Utah, kind of same concept. I did a referral program, but I reached out to these girls. Um, I didn't give them a huge discount, but I just told them and same price of usually maybe like $10 off. Yes. Yeah, and I told them, Hey, I just moved down here to St. George. Um, if you refer like three people to me, I'll give you like your next fills, like $20 off. Um, yeah. and I had about five of those people come 
and they referred their people. Um, so slowly I started, it was actually a pretty slow start. It was a little bit slower. Well, not like drastically slow. It was just slower in comparison to what you had where it was booming with all the high school girls. Right. Yeah. It was definitely different. It's just a different area. Like area. The location's a little bit Older. harder. Yeah. It's a little bit harder yeah. than it is up there. Yeah. So I, um, that was definitely like the age range is anywhere from like 30 to 50. So it was a little bit different of a clientele. Um, but I definitely took that into mind. So like, if I would see like, you know, moms, I'd be like, oh my gosh, uh, if like they already had lash extensions, I would reach out and be like, oh my gosh, who does your lashes? Or, um, they look so, so pretty. I'm actually also a lash artist and potentially they'd be like, oh, I was actually looking for a new girl or like my girls on maternity leave or yeah. pretty much I'm just stealing people at this. No, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm new here. I need clients. Hi, yeah. I need clients. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would not be afraid to just like reach out to people. Like I said previously, like people aren't going to come to you, especially if no one knows, first of all, you're new to the area or first of all, or second of all, um, no one knows that you're a lash artist unless you're putting yourself out there and reaching out to people and posting your work and all that stuff. So she ends up building a really good clientele here. A really good clientele here. And then fast forward again, this is like, We've now lived here for almost four years. Yeah. No, me and you. No, but I'm saying like me and you lived here for four years now. Mm -hmm. But at the time, throughout the whole time she was here, she kept saying to me over and over like, Ty, I really want to start my own product line. I really want to do this, this, and this. And like, you know, launch education. And she always had these like big visions and dreams and goals. Um, And she would mention them to me on a regular basis. And I remember back in Boise, she was even making her own lash shampoo, oh which I gosh. do not recommend at all. I was using it, like baby shampoo. Yeah. You guys, I think there was baking soda in there. I don't know what was in there. But don't make your own lash yeah, shampoo. Don't make your own oh lash shampoo. But at the time she was, was she was trying when yeah. she was making a lash artist to like offer like little things to sell. And so she always had this like vision and goal to do more. Vision. Yes, she had always had a vision and goal of like starting a product line and, and doing, you know, expanding her business. And so we ended up deciding in 2020. Yeah. And 2020, 2020 that we were going to launch Zeta. Yeah. And we kind of just committed to it and said we we're going to do it. And it was yep. like a collective idea. And the main reason we did it was because she was, she had so many clients that was doing so many things that we were like, she's spending so much money on these products. We're like, we can get these so much cheaper. cheaper. Like yeah. we were mainly doing it for ourselves, but then right. at the same time it was like, well, why don't we just start a product line, you know, to get these see products made cheaper mm-hmm. yeah, and see how this goes. And then, you know, just help other artists locally here in the area because there was, there was no local yeah, there pickup was, area. I was just going to say there was yeah. actually a really huge need for it here in St. George. At the time there was nobody selling um, product, which was like, I was so bad at inventory. Like I, oh my <laughs> gosh, you guys, I read, I would get to the point where I would like have to message local lash artists and be like, Hey girl, do you have like 12, like link 12 lashes that I can buy from you? Yeah. Like that's I how bad I was because there was nowhere. Like I was not on top of ordering inventory or like enough lash um, trays because I was. You would need stuff like same day yes. or next day. And so like- I was like, you know what? And I told Tyson, I was like, there is such a need for it. Like, first of all, I'm really bad at keeping up on inventory. Like I was at the time. I'm not yeah. like forced to be like good at it. But at the yeah. time, like I was not on top of it. 
And I was well, like buying lash products from other lash artists. Yeah, but I think that too was like because in Boise they had a lash, lash store. Yes. And so you got really accustomed and used right. to like, oh, I need something, I'll just go pick it up. Because totally. it was there. Yeah. But then we moved out here and that wasn't here. And yeah. You'd be like, I need something. Shoot. Oh my what gosh. Do? Yeah. Or like what happens right when you drop your tweezer, like yep. nice and you don't have a backup. It's like, yep. all right, so what are you going to do? Use a broken tweezer? Or like, oh crap, I don't have my, or like my glue. Okay. This has happened one too many times where your glue, the nozzles like stuck to the, the tip and it's like glue everywhere and you like can't get it off. Oh like, yeah. I remember that happening to you. Yeah. We've had to use like freaking wrenches to get, <laughs> get like <laughs> lash, uh, like glue caps off. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So <laughs> there was no, there was no lash supplier here. There was no, you know, products you could right. pick up same day, stuff like that. So we ended up deciding we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, I was already working at the time. I worked at a, a local gym here um, called Fitness Culture. I was working there. I was doing, I was making their, manufacturing their products. We were making clothing and I was managing, you know, their Shopify and website and doing all that other stuff and working with the marketing team upstairs. So I kind of had a little bit of background on how to source products and, and do stuff like that. So I was like, she's always wanted to do this. Like, why don't we just go after it and do it? So right. we sat down together and mapped out a plan and ended up coming with, up with the name Zeta and then designing our products. And we launched our product line, but the idea was um, I had this idea that I was going to partner with one of the marketing guys that I was working with mm-hmm. to, you know, try to grow it. That's right. And once you we got no. the product line started, he said no. And so I was like, well, shoot, we, yeah, we you'll have to, to tell him, tell him about your, like your journey of learning everything, you know, and like how, like the back end stuff, like there's so much that goes into marketing and building a business. And, um, I want people to like understand the importance of that side because sure you can have the lash products, but if you don't know how to market yourself, like, yeah, or like market yourself for your clients, yeah, your whatever clients you're doing, whether you're a solo lash artist or, yeah. you know, a salon owner or, you know, product developer, like yeah, you need you need that marketing knowledge and mm-hmm. that background. So share with them a little bit, like how you obviously you touched on like you worked at the gym and like, yeah. yeah. So kind of how I got into marketing and ad- digital advertising and all that stuff. Like we had said previously, when we were living in Boise, I had this random idea. Like I wanted to sell neckties, like men's ties. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like I said, I started this, this business, I got the products, I built the website, I did all that stuff. And then I launched it and nobody came flocking to the website. <laughs> like, Why I, I think, I, think I made like, yeah, me? like I think yeah. I made a couple hundred bucks like the first yeah. day or whatever, you know, and then the hype kind of died down. And then, you know, the family and friends who had yeah. already supported me, it's not like they're going to buy ties on a regular basis. So I quickly realized, <laughs> well, I need to learn how to market. And so at the time I had tried Facebook ads and I didn't have any success. And you like paid I, those, remember those? Models? Yeah. And then I like paid like some influencers to post yeah. about it and um, didn't have any really success with that either. <laughs> and then I was doing the whole Instagram thing. And then I was actually avidly reaching out to people. And that was where I, I was getting a lot of my sales at the time. Yeah. Which, I mean, it worked, but it wasn't ideal. So, go so far. Yeah. So then that business ended up dying off. I was just like, you know what? I'm not really into this anymore, whatever. So huge learning experience. And we start Zeta, and I was like, I knew that I needed marketing, like with Zeta, because I was like, this just isn't going to work if we don't, if right. nobody knows about us, if nobody can find us. So that's why I was like, I'm just going to partner with this marketing guy who knows everything about it. And he ends up saying no. So then I'm like, well, we were like now forced. I need to learn marketing. Like, I don't have a choice. So I ended up paying 
a good couple thousand dollars, bought a bunch of marketing courses, you know, whatever I was working online or in person. It was all online. Yeah. It was all online. And then I I did, my friends were the marketing guys. So like they still helped me out and stuff and gave me ideas, but I was pretty much just left on my own. So I ended up just trying and testing and launching Facebook ads for Zeta, um, failed at a bunch of stuff, found success with some other stuff. Then I ended up, you know, buying Google ads courses and then those ended up working really well for me and yeah. I learned a lot of things and then um, I ended up buying even more courses and then I would just took, and I don't really recommend doing that. Like I bought a bunch of different courses and I had all these different perspectives and people saying, do this, don't do this, you know, right. so maybe stick to like one, one course or find yeah. something and then, you know, Master really that. own into yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I ended up luckily um, I was working at this at fitness culture and I was personal training and doing all this other stuff. And so I had a good flow of income, but I was taking half of that every month and just putting it into ads. It, yeah. And like whether I failed or succeeded, I didn't really care. I was like, I just, I'm just going to try and learn. Just taking the risk. And yeah. so I failed for a good little while. And then I started to find stuff that worked. And, and then it ended up getting to the point like where we were break even and the business was funding itself. And then, you know, fast forward like a little bit later, then it started you know, profiting and going up. Yeah. And then fast forward to now, it's it's been doing really well for us. Yeah. Um, but totally. yeah, it was a huge learning curve. And then, you know, you have the ads, the email marketing, the SMS, you know, the website development, all that stuff plays into it. But, and that's more of like with the product side, but that's kind of like how I learned everything. Right. I'm still continuously learning. I have a lot of good people in my sphere of influence that I've yeah. met who've helped me a ton as well. Right. But what would you say, like, if someone was wanting to start a product line or education online, like, where should they put their focus on? Like, should it be text, like, um, marketing, email sure. marketing? So, where would be like the place for a lash artist to start? Yeah. So if I, if I was a lash artist and I was mm-hmm. just starting out, I would definitely, like Kayla was saying, I would do the whole Instagram thing for sure. That's totally. a, just a staple. Instagram just easy. Cheap. Right. Yep. Like avidly reaching out to people, putting yourself out there, maybe offer a referral program. But as far as like the marketing side, it gets into that, yeah. I would for sure have a booking site or mm-hmm. some sort of website for people to bi- visit. Make sure you have a booking site. Make sure people can book with you. Make sure pe- your pricing is visible. Make sure your FAQs, like maybe if that's on your Instagram, maybe that's on a website, you have a good FAQ section where people's questions can be answered. Like a lot of the common questions that you're getting hit with all the time are taken care of so you don't have to continuously, you know, answer. So the more questions you can answer Is there like an automated system that does that where it's like if they have frequently asked questions and like can like an automated like um, messenger, like robot, like said the same message over and over again, like pricing or like services, like if people are asking that or like, would you suggest like having them just like have those services like already out in the open? I would have it. I would put it on your booking site itself. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, you can build a website through Shopify. You can build a website through, um, what is it? Wix. Wix. No, but the booking site square. Square. You can build a a site through square and on, on there, because a lot of these girls are using square. Mm -hmm. You're using square. I'd use square. You can build a really basic website. It doesn't need to be anything crazy, but somewhere on that website, I would have like a little FAQ section and Mm -hmm. you can even like build a little thing on Canva and just put the picture in there, whatever, but just answer some people's questions. Um, but then on top of that, another huge, huge thing that I'm avid about is, having a Google My Business profile set mm-hmm. up so that if somebody in your area is typing in lash artist near me, 
Yeah. You're going to pop Super. up or at least somewhere be shown that you have a business. It will show your hours, your location, and then you'll in there, you can put your website. It's super, super easy to set up. Just go on YouTube, type in how to set up a Google My Business, walk you through step by step. It doesn't take that long, but set that up. It's f- completely free. free yep. yep. And then if you want to, you can invest in paying, you know, maybe if you only have like five or 10 bucks a day that you can spend on ads or whatever, or a hundred bucks a month on Google, Yeah, on Google, you mm-hmm. can, you can spend that and just run a very basic, um, Google, my business ad, which is super easy to do Yeah, but like, that way. Anytime somebody in your area is looking for a lash artist, because right. let's say, that. let's say I moved to St. George. Okay, I'm new here. I'm a single mom. I'm mm-hmm. looking for my lashes single to get done. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know With why I'm a single hair. mom. Yeah. Single mom? Yeah, yeah. Let's say I'm a single mom. I'm just, this is completely <laughs> random. Okay, I'm a single mom. I'm moving to St. George. I'm needing my lashes done. Um, but I don't know anybody. What am I what am I gonna do? A lot of the the older generation, their Google, natural instincts isn't to go on Instagram. Instagram it's no. to go to Google and they're gonna type in lash artist near me or mm-hmm. local lash artist. And yeah. if you've built that and set that up properly, you're gonna show up and you're gonna get business from that forever. Yeah, so no problem. That's awesome. I would I would definitely set that up. Love it. You can dabble with Facebook ads, but I honestly, if if I'm being real with you, I would just stay away from running Facebook kind of, ads for that. Yeah. It's it's tough if you don't know what you're doing. If you're ready and you have the money We've to invest in learning or have somebody help you, dollars then I would Facebook, say that. Yeah. yeah. But um, Google My Business is a super easy way to start. Having a booking site, yeah. doing the Instagram thing, being proactive um, will definitely get you some clients and right. get those in the door for you. Th- that's what I would recommend. Yeah. And what I like about Square too, which is um, what I personally use, I've used it this whole time. Or actually, no, I started out with Schedulicity, which is also a good platform. Um, but with Square, um, I really like that you could have cards on file, which is super awesome. It just prevents like no shows and. Um, cancellations, um, it kind of saves you in the end and you don't have to like go through that worry of like, Oh crap, like they forgot their card or, you know, it just keeps everything organized. And, um, it's the right way to like run your business. When I first started lashing, I would just like write everything down in my notes of like, all right, so Susan's coming at 3 PM today. And you know, she owes me $45 and, um, Sometimes people would like shortchange me and then I'd be like, oh crap, you know, it, it's really this. And so having these booking systems in place, they like know exactly what the price is. They know exactly what they're booking. And then if they put their card on file, it prevents no shows and cancellations. So it's just really awesome to like have yeah. that structure in your business. And I suggest doing that like when starting out, it's like setting up a booking software for your for your lash business. Yeah. yeah but there's a bunch of different tips and tricks that we're going to give you guys, oh, give yeah. you guys down the road in all totally. of our different podcasts and cover these topics more in depth. Um, but as far as the lash business goes, another thing I would recommend is like, as you get better at lashing and you've had years of experience, if you've ever had a goal or a dream of offering education or doing a product line or something like that, yeah, go for it. Oh, a Do thousand it. percent. You know, and right. that's the thing is like, even with us, and I know with a lot of people, is like it's very common to like feel inadequate or question yourself or doubt yourself or like oh, have totally. this really cool idea. And <laughs> Me like, every day. Yeah. Like you'd be like, <laughs> like is this... I want to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, shoot, I don't really know how to do one of these two things. Or maybe am I good enough? Or, you know, this right. or that. And like totally all this self doubt starts to yeah. hit. But just push that out of the way and totally. start, and you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah. Like that's kind of like, we've kind of done that same thing. Like 
we didn't know everything when we started. No. We still don't know everything. Like we're still learning Absolutely. all the time. But just starting and being proactive and doing something will get you closer to your, you know, to that end goal every day. Right. But yeah, like if you have a dream or a vision of being a lash artist or, you know, offering an education program or even starting a product line, do it. Take the risk. Take the risk. Yep. Be proactive because yeah. it will pay off. If you stay consistent yep. and work hard, it'll pay off. Like who would have thought, you know, like after let's see, four years of lashing, like we would start a product line and be able to put our brains together. Like this is when you stepped in, you know, like in all of your marketing background, like we have been able to build such a successful business because of not giving up and, um, learning along the way. Like we're a type of people who, when we run when we want to do something, we just like full throttle do it. And, you know, we honestly like it's a good and bad thing. It's like a good and bad thing yeah. because we'll do things and then we're like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like yeah. second guess everything, which is like totally normal. Like like I said, like feeling those ways, it's like a good thing. It's like they say, like, if you're not scared, your goals aren't big enough. Yeah. Like it so, should push you out of your comfort zone for sure. So like if you're oh, feeling totally. like self-doubt or scared, that's yeah. a good sign. Like that means oh, that you're totally you're doing something that you should be doing. Like if you don't feel that way, right. It's like, oh, this is super easy, whatever. Like it's not pushing you enough. No. And like I played safe, like the safe game for so long. Like, like I said, like when I first started lashing, like with not like furthering my education the right way, like I just played safe. I'm like, well, I can figure it out. I don't want to spend more money to invest in myself, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, to make money, it takes money, but it's risks worth taking for sure because it helps you grow quicker. And yeah. And, and right for sure, like if, if you want to make money, it does take money in a lot of circumstances. That's not right. to say that you can't start a business with no money because right. you definitely you can. You definitely can. We literally had no money. Yeah. Like we, we had no money and yeah. you know, you slowly accumulate a little bit more money, a little right. bit more money. And you know, and even if you do have a dream or a goal, like if you don't have the money, go find somebody who does find right. somebody to help fund that. Totally. You know? Um, but, but but don't put it off forever because the longer you put it off, it may or may not ever happen. The time is now. So, totally. This is just a little bit about our story. Yeah. How Kayla got started, how Zeta got started. We have so much more to share with you guys. We plan on pumping out a podcast a week. Yeah. Maybe more. It might be hard for us to not share more. Um, I'm sure we're going to be filming a lot of these. So if you guys have questions or any topics you want us to cover, DM us, messages on Facebook. You can find my Instagram. It's just Tyson.Mendez. Or you can message us on Zeta, Zeta USA, or Kayla at Michaela Forsey. So any of those three will work. Just shoot us a message if you have ideas. Yeah. We'd love to talk about anything you guys want help with. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are so excited to start this podcast. And like Tyson said, we'll be covering so many good topics, um, have so many educational videos for you guys. So stay tuned. We'll talk later. See you guys.